0: listening to Humans of Healthcare with Fumia Bari and I'm a medical student at the University of Leeds. So today on the show we have Dr. Joseph Thompson who is an AFP F1 at St. James's Hospital. AFP stands for Academic Foundation Programme. So today he'll be talking about perseverance and personal growth through failure. This is an exciting one, there is so much to learn about. Hello, Doctor Thompson.
1: <laughs> Hello, I think you should really call me Joe. Dr. Totson. Joe, is it, is it, no, it too very weird? Formal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, hi, Joe. Thanks Thank for coming you. into the show. Thanks for having me on. Have you had a good day?
1: It's been all right, actually. Yeah. Not I too bad. Yeah. yeah. Not too okay. bad.
0: Good. Good. Um, so I'm really excited to hear about your journey into medicine and beyond, um, and I think our listeners will really, really benefit from this. I'm really excited. I've read um, some of the bullet points, and I already feel that I can relate. <laughs> good. Good, good. Um so you are currently an AFP F1 doctor at St James's right? Yes, that's right, yeah. And are you a born and bred West Yorkshire? I don't know if I'm anybody with I, that. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, yeah, I'm from Otley just down the road. Oh yeah. So yeah, oh. so I went to school around here. Then um, did my undergraduate degree in clinical sciences at Bradford. Okay. And then I had a year out where I did a bit of research and a bit brilliant. of travelling. And then did the four-year graduate entry medicine course at Birmingham. So now okay. I've just come back to start work in Leeds. Okay. So F1 at the moment.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And has being a doctor always been the dream?
1: Um, yeah, I'd say so. Since about sort of 15, 16, mm. I've known that it's what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, I didn't do enough about it probably early on, but um, I think I've had the idea there definitely for... For okay. a, a while
0: now. Okay, so I I really want you to tell us about your experience of getting into med, med school. Yeah, um, yeah, we want to know all about it.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I think the reason I wanted to talk about this really is because mm-hmm. I think it's really important for us to talk about points when we have failed at, at different yes. points, and it's yeah. uh, it's not something that's talked about very well in medical circles. I think. I mm-hmm. think medical school. I'm sure you've probably realised, and mm-hmm. also with doctors as well, is full of sort of type a personalities mm-hmm. and we don't <laughs> whether people say they're not mm-hmm. there's always a degree of a type a personality trait and mm-hmm. What's a,
0: a type a personality? just
1: someone who's very sort of intense and driven and i think i think everyone's got that there yeah um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing but one thing that can be a disadvantage is that it means people aren't very good at talking about when things go wrong and when yeah. we fail yeah. um so for me getting into medical school has been the sort of biggest series of, of failures and difficulties along the mm. road there so um I applied in in sixth form like everybody does. Okay. I'd not done particularly well at school. I remember having to reset pretty much all of my AS levels ready mm-hmm. for A two, so not off to the best start. Okay. By some miracle, I managed to get an offer from East Anglia, oh, and mm. I was due to go there. Okay. And then fell three marks short on results day, which is not, <gasps> not really. It was in uh, maths actually. Oh, three marks short. Yes, I know. No ideal, uh, but these things happen. Yeah. Um, so that was right at the beginning then. So my sort of backup, my fifth option, because I think, okay. was it the same when you applied? We yeah. had four medical schools. Yeah, so, yeah. so that was to do clinical sciences at Bradford to try to do this sort of route into uh, Leeds okay. Uni. And yeah. um, for me, that seemed like the best option. So mm. I went ahead and, and did that with the hope of sort of transferring into Leeds. Yeah. Um, I had a bit of a difficult first semester where, for the same sort of reasons at school, I wasn't studying particularly well. Mm. I wasn't very good a very good student at being able to sit down at a desk and find any excuse to sort of do anything mm. but study. Mm. Um, Throughout the second semester, things went a little bit better, and okay. I pulled my grades up a lot. That's good, yeah. But didn't um, didn't make the transfer across to Leeds, which was very, very difficult and a little mm. bit of a complicated situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really tough then, because this was sort of the the main leap that I'd taken. I'd gone to Bradford with the aim of trying to get across of to course, Leeds Medical yeah. School, and you know I don't think we need to pretend that Brad- Bradford's not an amazing place. Like you, you won't go on holiday I to Bradford, Bradford. Oh. well. <laughs> <laughs> It's not anyone's like first choice destination necessarily. Mm. Um, So I'd I'd, I'd been there for the year and it had a great year, made lots of friends there and my girlfriend there as well. Mm. Um, but a lot of these uh, friends got interviews to transfer mm. over, my girlfriend transferred over, so this was really, really difficult. Oh, that's difficult. Um, for the first time I'd sort of got into the rhythm of learning how to study properly and felt like I was really starting to get the hang of things and I okay. sort of had this uh, sort of taken away from me, which, which was really tough at the time. Mm. Um, so for me that was sort of the big, big failure at that point um, and it's quite hard to build yourself back up after you've had a big sort of knock like that. Yeah. Um, it was it was difficult. So, you know, this was this was a failure. This is something that you need to sort of accept has, has gone wrong and, mm-hmm. and try to talk about it. I remember at the time there was, uh, I, I sort of went with my girlfriends and some of my friends to the interview because mm-hmm. they were a bit mm-hmm. nervous about going. And I was writing like an appeals letter to the dean while they were all oh, having their interview. Like it was a horrific sort of situation. Very, very sad.
0: Mm-hmm. And at that point,
1: I think I'd sort of hit rock bottom and you okay. something had to change. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think that we need to sort of talk about failure and what we can learn from it at that point. So for me, I think I it was it was tough and you, you have to accept that and sort of you have to be a bit low for a while. I think that's yeah. normal. Yeah. And then I think that it's important to talk to people about it at that point, which is not what we're not good at doing in no. sort of medical mm-hmm. circles. And by talking about it and, you know, people were very supportive, um, you're able to then sort of look up a little bit, speak to tutors, see mm. w- what the next step can be. Um, they advised me that it's best to sort of stay and finish the degree, finish the three years there, and then apply for medicine as a graduate. Okay. Um, so that- How did that feel? Yeah, it's it's always a diversion from the plan like you feel of very course, fixed yeah. on a plan and then when it sort of changes like that you sort of have to reset everything and mm-hmm. think is this is not what i intended like let's let's have a look at this. Okay. So i think um the key thing when i had this sort of big sort of setback was after speaking about it with people and trying to be quite open talking about it which is tough at first. Mm-hmm. Um i was able to get some advice from people and just thought right so this is what i've got to do now i've got to apply for medicine as a graduate so then I started sort of obsessing over all the different graduate medical schools, what exactly I needed to do to build up my CV to get mm-hmm. into these different places. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that that was quite good about this setback is that it made me change the way that I work. I've worked a lot um. better and more committedly since then. Um, and also at the time I was sort of looking at what I can do to sort of stop something like this from happening again, make okay. sure that I can sort of try get in the yeah. next time. Yeah. And that's when the tutors introduced me to sort of like, have you thought about doing some research? That's good for your CV, trying to get a a Mm. post or a paper. Mm -hmm. So, throughout the next sort of two years at Bradford, I I pursued that and it was really good and I think using the sort of the the setback sort of fueled going forward, it gives you some sort of motivation to really get going again. Um, And I think that you learn from those mistakes and learn Mm -hmm. that you need to change things and do things differently and go forward and that's to help you get out of those spots. Mm -hmm. So Luckily by the end of it, I'd got um, a Welcome Trust um, student-like scholarship over the oh, summer wow. to do some research, which was like great for the That's CV. Yeah. Um, and I got a paper out of that and I really sort of buckled down and then ended up graduating uh, top of the year after, after all of that, that's which was yeah. just like an insane transition for someone who could oh not sit God. down at a desk for like more than an hour without <laughs> getting up and going somewhere else. So it was really difficult, yeah. but I couldn't have done that without the failure and without learning from that Definitely. failure and the setback. So that's sort of my main, mm. uh, the main sort of sticking point that I had there. Okay. Um, the failure cycles continued. I, it took me four cycles in total to get into medical school. So there was the uh, sixth form one, yeah. the failed transfer. Yeah. Then I applied in the third year of my degree to How the four-year courses. Didn't even get an interview. It was, it was awful. I'd got all this So you're part of a graduate.
0: Um, yes. Programs.
1: So when yeah. I was looking into it... Um, when you're a graduate and you've and you've got a bachelor's yeah. already, you can either apply for the five year course or the four year ones. Yeah. But unfortunately, for the five year ones, you've got, you've got to pay. That's me and right it's me yeah, it's, <laughs> it's I mean, it's it's great if if you know if, if you have the money available to you, i think it's a great option mm. and um it's it's tough you know it's a lot yeah. of money Or well,
0: you just work um, a full-time job yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah yeah exactly yeah. don't do it kids no it's really tough
0: no, and i know a few it, people it have done possible. that
1: and it it's possible. of course possible yeah. um but for me at the time it, it wasn't really an option um so i was just focused on these four-year courses which is yeah. tough because they're they're really good but they're flipping hard to get into yeah, yeah. um like it I think the year I, I got in, so I applied in the third year, didn't even get a single interview, which was pretty heartbreaking. So I thought I'd I absolutely aced everything Everything uh, now. Yeah. I think I did that year the UK cap, the BMAT, and the GAMSAT, just oh everything to try and get in. And Threw everything, everything at it and nothing, nothing came back. So the final uh, thing I had to do then was take the year out. Okay. And at that point, um, I. I managed to get uh, two interviews um, and yeah. I got into Birmingham and uh, I had an interview for Liverpool, but I'd already got my Birmingham offer by that okay. point. So I had the satisfaction of actually You're going not. to my So that was nice. But but then I started Birmingham, so a year later, so it was the fourth cycle eventually. So really quite a long journey oh, wow. in. But I think sort of the... The thing that I learned that I was hoping to sort of share is that it felt like completely rock bottom at the time. But Mm. if I hadn't sort of failed in that way and learned from it, I wouldn't have been able to do some of the things that I had done. Like sometimes you do need that kick and that motivation to sort of get you forward and and give you the opportunity to learn. So that was the main sort of...
0: I got this one. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so you got your offer from Birmingham and this was after four cycles of applications in total. Yes, so yeah. how many... Re- that's like thirty. It's, no, it's 15 lot. rejections in total. Yes,
1: it is. Yeah. Wow. So almost at the point where most medical schools have rejected me at some point, but that'll be a slight exaggeration. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. So. so tough.
1: So tough. And and it's, it's difficult to, to deal with that. But sometimes... Uh, you know, you learn. You learn from the process. You learn of to deal course. with it better. And, of and failure is something that uh, you know we're going to encounter for our whole careers, not necessarily on the same spectrum. I mean, yeah. some failures are much more trivial, like getting yeah. a manuscript rejected or something like that. Exactly. But um, but yeah, I think I think it's good to sort of really be a bit more open about these situations yeah. and talk about them a little bit more.
0: I have a lot of questions for you, Joe. Of course. Yeah. So. <laughs> As someone who also experienced um, difficulty entering med school, so after college, well, at the end of college, UCAS, applied for medicine, no offers, um, did chemistry as my first degree, mm-hmm. applied, and thankfully, Leeds liked me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leeds is an undergrad course. Sure. So at this point, I'm like, Ooh, wait, hold on a second, I ain't got no money. <laughs> um, so that was a bit difficult. But, you know, we, yeah. um, I'm very grateful that it's, it's, it's worked out. Good. And obviously, final year is paid for. Yes, But I found and I'm sure many people feel like this as well, when you've failed, sometimes you look back and you either think, wait, hold on, I've done nothing wrong, was, why is the universe against me? Or you failed and you're like, oh my God, I should have done this, this, mm. this, 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 and this mm-hmm. differently. And that is so difficult, I think, to, to deal with. Did you, did you experience any of that?
1: Definitely, I think I've had both sides of it, to be honest. Okay. Um, so I think when I was in school, um, and I didn't quite get, I just missed out on the offer that I had to go to East Anglia. Yeah. I think truthfully, I didn't think I deserved to get in okay. at that point, because yeah. for whatever reason, I was unable to sit down and study when I needed to. Okay. Um, so I think that, you know, there, there were lots of things I needed to work on then. Mm-hmm. And I could acknowledge that. And it's not a good feeling when you mm-hmm. sort of know you could have had it and it was mm-hmm. right there and you mm-hmm. didn't give it, give it everything. Um... And then on the other side of it, um, like in, in third year and, yeah. and fourth year when I applied and I kept getting these rejections. I was like, how oh, I've got first class degree and publications and this and I've done pretty mm-hmm. well in the admissions tests. It's that's that's when you think this is the universe against me because I've yes. done stuff right here. Yeah. Like objectively, this looks pretty good. But mm-hmm.
0: I was convinced they hated my name. I've got a really long name, it's <laughs> right. Oliver Formula.
1: Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it is easy to, to think that and uh I think that it's easier to rationalise it in those situations when you know that you've done things better. So mm-hmm. at that point, I knew, do you know, I've worked hard, I've done everything yeah. that I could do. Mm. The system is is not perfect. It's a really difficult system. So many people apply. Um, they don't always have the best way of of been able to filter candidates. And I think obviously that's I'm incredibly biased. But I think mm-hmm. that it's impossible to you know when there's so many people applying, give everyone a completely fair independent yeah. shot at it. So yeah. I think sometimes there's situations like that where you think actually I've done the best that I can here yeah. and it's not worked out. Yeah. There's maybe some things I can improve on but do you know what you've not made it but you've done a good job and I think that it's important to acknowledge yeah. that too. So both sides are very important. Mm.
0: That's true. And we and we tend to go through both don't we? Yeah. At that point when you um, so in your the final time when, sorry the penultimate time when you applied mm-hmm. and you had a it sounds like an amazing application did you feel as though You were definitely eligible, and eligible to to study medicine, and a good candidate in comparison to I guess the first
1: time. Yeah, it was a totally different person, a different person completely. Mm. Um, I felt at that point I was ready and I deserved it, and felt shortchanged that I hadn't got the the interviews, not even an interview, you know. So I think I think at that point you can look back and. You have you have to try be to be modest and and sort of truthful. Yeah. And at that point, I think I could genuinely say, do you know, I've worked hard for a good sort of yes, three years good, now. Yeah. I've I've earned the, you know, I've earned the right to be a good candidate and stand a mm-hmm. good chance. Yeah. So at that point, I think I could say that. Yeah. But that definitely would have been the case yeah, two three years that. earlier. I wouldn't have been able to say that. Yeah.
0: And with being able to say that, do you think you managed the failure? Of course, you'd, you'd grown up a lot and mm. you had multiple experiences, and you had like the first like trial of what that felt like, but do you think that because you had basically done your absolute best that you could um, handle that failure a little bit better, or was it harder in your case?
1: Um, I think it was definitely better personally. I guess everyone sort of responds to it differently. Yeah. Um, it was hard. It was easier sort of to myself when I was reflecting on it. Mm. Um, but that doesn't make it easier when you know everyone knows how much effort you've put into this and how mm. hard you've been working, and then you've mm. got to explain to everyone else like I've not got in again. Is the <laughs> <laughs> year <laughs> yeah. of doing the UK cut or whatever? So um, it it's easy and it's difficult for mm-hmm. different reasons but I think it's a lot it's a much nicer sort of failure because you have the satisfaction of knowing do you know what I've I've really done my best and yeah. I've learned a lot from what I've done before and I can just keep going now yeah
0: and that reflective process is absolutely integral to your success really because if you don't have that process you can't get the most out of the situation yeah definitely, moving forward. Definitely. do you have any regrets
1: um Oh, wow, that's a big question. Um, Sorry. I, th- I think uh, um, I don't have any big regrets because mm-hmm. I think that if I, for example, if I got four marks higher in my A-levels okay. and I got into East Anglia mm. um, and I'd worked a bit harder in that year or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I would have learned to get in and to work and have got the rewards from the low level effort that I was putting in. Mm-hmm. And I think long term, that would have been very damaging Mm. and i wouldn't have gone on to do some of the things that i have done like Mm. some of the research sort of stuff um so i think um i think that i don't have regrets from those ones earlier on and i think that Mm. it's important really to view failure not as something that we should regret or maybe you can regret it a little bit at first but Mm. then you learn right do you know what i I need to do this now and there's loads of benefits for me now having this sort of development time to be able to go at it and try again
0: I found that when I, um, I think the biggest burden of my failure has been obviously the cost of (laughs) medical.
1: It's really (laughs) tough that. It's really tough.
0: Um, And I think in like probably around second year, I found myself um, just really comparing myself to like other, like my friends who didn't have to work, um, like money work, like Mm. real work outside of medicine. And I, I, I just, I, Regretted it at that point. I felt like if I didn't have to do this as my second degree, I would be able to focus more at med school, I'd be able to get a better grade, etc. Yes, yeah. Um, but then that's just really damaging. It's something that you can't control. Mm. I think um, at some point, you know, we like to take ownership, we like to reflect. But I think regardless of whether we, you know, we have the f- we have a faith or we believe in whatever we believe in a lot of things happen without our control isn't it you yeah. can be the perfect candidate and as you said it might be chance yes, or yeah. it might be fate some people believe
1: um, yeah I completely agree with that yeah. and I think one thing um on that note of sort of like some stuff is just completely out of our control Yeah, I think um one book I don't really read a lot of books but <laughs> one book that I yeah. have read several times and just sort of obsessed over mm. and I read it At the end of the first year of my undergraduate degree, when things were pretty tough, is the Chimp Paradox. I don't know if you've heard about this. Chimp Paradox. It's written by, um, I think he's the Dean of Sheffield Medical School, and he's a sports psychiatrist. and he's come up with this sort of psychological model. And it's it's really interesting. Uh, it's probably like not, not the time to go into it in detail now.
0: But okay, well, I'll like, tell you about um, our reflective rambles. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so you, you might be able to talk about it okay. on your own, send it in, and we can
1: Fine, yeah, can, sounds, can sounds it sounds very good. But <laughs> it's a really, really good book. And okay. one of the key things in this is that they sort of relay the idea that if you accept that lots of things are out of your control, mm. and you sort of wake up every day and accept that, then you can't be as stressed out or disappointed or frustrated by them all the time if you sort of accept you know I can do as much as I can but there is sometimes a limit where things are a bit out of my control mm. um, and it's important to sort of think about that going forward
0: mm.
1: but yeah it's a good book
0: I like yeah. that we can just end it there <laughs> just get that book and re- it is honestly it and it's then... a really good book yeah no oh, I like that thank you um so why didn't you give up
1: yeah um I was, was think, I was thinking about this, um, mm. I I don't think it ever really occurred to me to give up because there was, I, I knew that I still wanted it and I had yeah. so many times to sort of reconsider, I mean every yeah. single application cycle, like every course, rejection yeah. email that you get, you've got time to reconsider, do I really want to do this? Yeah. But always the answer was yes, I'd known from a young age, well sort of like 15, 16, I don't know, that I, that yeah. I wanted to do it, mm. but that never changed, and the more I found out about, the more work experience that I did, mm-hmm. the more exposure I had through open days and interviews mm-hmm. or speaking to people who'd got in. Um, it only sort of made me want to do it more, to be mm-hmm. honest. So I don't think I really thought about giving up for that reason, just because okay. I, I wanted it. I, yeah, I just really wanted it, and and I still do. I think it's a great, I think mm-hmm. it's a great career, mm-hmm. um, and. I think as well. It's probably sometimes a bad thing, but I'm an incredibly optimistic person, yep. and Type a. yeah, <laughs> and I think that uh, I think that that probably fed into it a little bit. But okay. it helps as well having like really supportive like girlfriend and family and yeah, stuff like that who can yeah, can can talk through it with you. Um, but not really. I, th- I think it would be normal to certainly consider that, and there's absolutely no shame in sort of asking yourself that question. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I think if at the end of the day, if you really want to do something, then you're going to do everything that you can to exactly. to do it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I tell myself I'll try seven times. Okay. Yeah. Why seven? <laughs> I don't know. I just like that number. <laughs> good number. I was like, give myself seven, seven goes okay, in total. Well. And then I
1: might. And you did it. So that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Very grateful for that. Very good.
0: Um, Thank you so much, Joe. I've really, really enjoyed having a chat with you. Um, no, at all. thanks for having me. Learning about your journey has brought back some <laughs> some <laughs> memories.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's quite a journey, in isn't it? Yeah,
0: but I, 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 you know, I really appreciate you sharing this because you know a lot of people, everybody can relate to failure. Everybody can relate to everyone can relate to this, whether it's through med school or outside. Um, moving forward, obviously, you've had all of this brilliant experience. Mm. Um, I call it brilliant because it is brilliant. Taipei. um <laughs> how how has how will you use this moving forward in your career
1: um so i think it's really important to use this looking forward and yeah. hopefully i'm not going to hit as much of a big barrier again but you never know these things mm-hmm. happen yeah. i think i've had some more sort of like low level failures that haven't been as much of an issue. Okay. For example, like manuscripts getting rejected mm-hmm. and then you've got to do loads of work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, for example, I've had a setback with that recently. We've done this paper that we were really keen to try and get published. Mm-hmm. And then it kept getting rejected and we just couldn't figure out why, because it looked really good. It looked better mm-hmm. than the the one that was sort of the leading one in the field already, <laughs> Yeah, They're obviously incredibly biased again. So we'd we'd okay. we'd figure it out. And then there was a, a research group in China who'd done exactly the same study mm. on a huge magnitude of patients in one hospital. So they blew our study completely out of the oh, water okay. and they were being submitted at the same time as, well as we were getting rejected. So this is obviously no pressure. If I don't get a paper accepted, it's not the end of the world for me. It's no, not like being rejected. But we use that sort of setback to have a think about it. And then we have collaborated with a number of other UK centers now to increase our data collection oh, to then okay. apply again. So it's a, sort of a example, I guess, of using sort of a setback, yeah. having to think, okay, so we have failed. These guys have done some amazing work. Yeah let's see what we can do now to sort of improve on that and then submit it again and, and try again. So much more like low pressure for me. Yeah. Um, but another example sort of going forward, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, well, perfect. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. I Thank wish you. you all the best with your manuscript. manuscript you. and um And everything. everything. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. If you feel affected by the discussions on our podcast, or if ever in the future become affected, we advise you to visit the University of Leeds mental health support area, or contact your GP for further support. You can also contact student support through us, Healthcare at leeds.ac.uk. And please be aware that Humans of Healthcare is not a substitute for professional counselling support. Humans of Healthcare may give information or guidance that could bring about positive change. You can follow us on Facebook, that's Humans of Healthcare Leads Podcast, or find us on Instagram, Humans of Healthcare Podcast. We're also on Twitter, at Humans of Health P. We are looking to get more students and staff involved on the show to talk about their experiences. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please submit bullet point key messages of your story to humansofhealthcareatleads.ac.uk. This show was recorded and edited by Phil Folks and Dan Myers in MTC Studios. Remember, we are not superheroes. We are human.